first off, I am sorry. Second off, you had three seasons. Three seasons so far, right? To get a kind of feel and more importantly, get your shit together. How many times does Dick Grayson need to find himself? As a um, lifelong fan of these characters, this is a massive disappointment. Kind of time to just hit the kill switch, right? Hit the kill switch. Put us out of our misery. Stop making me hate watch this. But let's talk about Titans anyway. It is kind of more of a superhero show than those on CW with the same quality. And the dialogue is beyond predictable. And honestly, it just feels lazy. And having interviewed Brian Edward Hill, I don't know where the issue is. He's such a nice guy. He's very competent. Is it coming from higher up? Is that the issue? Kind of feels like what it is. One of the big questions I always wonder with a show like this is who is this made for? What is your target demographic? Who is your audience? Because it feels like Edgelord's nonsense that falsely relates being dark with mature. Think Zack Snyder's version of the CW. It's dark for the sake of being dark. But that does seem to kind of be the audience they are playing or catering to. Young adults who are angsty. It's kind of superficial maturity that lost the beauty of what the Titans are a long time ago, along with any other plots from any other seasons, including characters and consequences. And every single season so far has been a hard reboot. So I already did review Titan season three, episode one through three. I will link that in the description and the pinned comment if you want to know what I initially thought of it. It hasn't changed much. It really, really hasn't. This is a Titan show with a lack of Titans and more of a Bat family, Gotham-centered third season. And that can work in instances as long as you include everyone. But you forgot to include everyone, right? So we see Dove actually leave right away in the beginning of this series. So Dove is gone. Donna leaves by the end. Obviously, spoilers, my apologies, my apologies. Hank is killed in the third episode, and they bring so many people back, but not Hank. I mean, I guess his body is blown apart, but yeah. They actually do give him a really nice send-off. I will say that. That was nice. So we actually see a lot of Raven being in Themyscira. I think, I mean, I know that was supposed to be Themyscira, but... Well, it was pretty-ish, kind of, right? And Donna's dad from the previous season where basically she just had something fall on top of her and she's an Amazon, but it's, it's going to kill her. Something falls on top of her in season two and kills her. But by the end of this, she is able to basically take the power of a bunch of lightning strikes. Because comics, I, I guess, I don't know. So the whole thing felt extremely rushed. It was bad, bad pacing. One of the worst I've seen to date. The directing and the writing was awful. There was multiple, multiple plot holes, and we're going to go through them. The direction was completely weak. 
There was pointless backup characters that we've seen, including Lady Vic, who I thought was initially really cool, that play no point to the plot or the series at all. And lazy, very, very predictive dialogue. So I want to talk a bit about the relationship between Coriander and Commander, Starfire and Blackfire, probably two of the three best characters on the show. And more of the consistent relationship that we have in this show. There isn't a whole lot between them that really change. It does change. It evolves. But the relationship, the familial relationship still stays the same when it comes to Scarecrow. I did mention in my previous video, they made Scarecrow a stoner. And I kind of liked that. I thought it was a neat take on it to wind his mind down. They don't really use that too much after those episodes. And he works with Red Hood. Scarecrow is the big bad of the entire season. And Red Hood is actually the one that I previously said when Hawk die, he kills him. Well, kind of. He makes Dove kill him. And he, he's, he's completely irre irredeemable. But they're definitely going to redeem him. They're going to try. They're going to try. Um... But by the last episode is where everything absolutely falls apart. Not just falls apart. You ever seen one of those like fails video where somebody's doing like an a million piece puzzle and somebody just wipes it apart? That's what the, that's what the finale was, right? So you have the GCPD in Wayne Manor. This is a big, big issue, right? Because they know who Bruce Wayne is. Almost the entire force of GCPD, not only in Wayne Manor, but in the Batcave. And then Batman returns. Bruce Wayne returns to Gotham. How will they not know who he is? Even if they're behind bars, human nature would have one of those people call their wife or their girlfriend or their boyfriend and go, dude, you know, Batman. Yeah, that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that rich guy. Yeah, that's him. How many times was that done? Now Bruce Wayne can't be Batman anymore. Right, this is the Titans. They're not going to pay any attention to plot holes. Speaking of plot holes, let's talk about Connor and Blackfire. The subplot was terrible. Like, I actually really liked them together. I thought it was cute. So it goes from she is staying and they're in love and oh my God, you're my girlfriend. Can I call you my girlfriend? He runs to her ship. She's cool. Or he ruins. I'm sorry. He ruins her ship. He literally blows up her ship. Connor, if you're going to explore the Lex side of Connor, then do it. Just don't have haphazardly do it, right? He blows up her ship to get home completely eviscerated. Then <laughs> is staying again. So Blackfire's like, it's all right. He fought for me. I'm staying again. And then he remakes it. It is nonsensical. That whole entire part could be taken out because nothing changes. And now he can rebuild Tamaranian ships. Good, good. Let's um advance earthly technology and become interplanetary and interstellar species because now we can remake alien Tamaranian technology. I don't know, right? It's it's Titans. I should have known better. So the Lazarus pit. And this last part, we had the name drop of Ra's al Ghul. He left a Lazarus pit just, just, just lying around. 
My bad. I left Lazarus Pit. <laughs> Even so, there's Lazarus Pit in Gotham, and they basically make it rain. Yeah. Yeah, they just seriously turned the Lazarus Pit into a purple rain cloud. Who approved of this? They use combined magic and make it a purple rain cloud and bring like 2,000 people that the Titans just accidentally let die. Just accidentally. Sorry, guys. My bad. What? Okay. All right. So let's talk about Tim Drake. We see Tim Drake in this. And he's okay. He's irritating. He's for sure irritating. But you can deal with him, right? He comes. He dies. Scarecrow shoots him in the back of the head. He comes back to life. Hank sacrifices his him coming back to life for Tim Drake in order for the finale to have Tim Drake kick one officer. Tell everyone he learned it on YouTube and his family's like, <laughs> stay, fight. Gotham was where you belong, my 14-year-old son. And then at the end, the Titans are going on like this road trip. They're not taking the private jet because an RV is so much more fun. And they asked him to join as Tim is saying goodbye to everyone. He doesn't have a dollar to his name. Doesn't get to say goodbye to his parents. Doesn't have anything but the clothes on his back. But he's like, I'm game. All right. All right. Maybe I'm just not that spontaneous. So they do tease Royce Harper. They've done that before. Okay, I don't see anything actually coming of it. Now, they do make Oracle, instead of being Barbara Gordon as Oracle because she's paralyzed, they make the machine. Basically, do you remember the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger? It might be called the Dark Knight Rises. And he has that, like, super invasive machine that Lucius almost quits over. That's what Oracle is. But it's not invasive and it doesn't matter. It's just who cares, right? Yeah, it's it's okay. All right. There is one part that we finally see Crane in the Batcave. And he is going to arm the bomb and push all 10 buttons, right? There's 10 different bombs. And we see it says all devices armed. Even though just 20 minutes prior to that, he had already left one off. And there would only be nine, and they wouldn't all be armed. Like, I know that's picking. I get it. That's picking. You already blew one up. Isn't there an editor on this? I feel like it's just, just the same problem. We have a DC with Fear State. Oh, wait. This kind of was Fear State. Okay. So, in the mid-season, we actually see water ruin Barbara's desk, right? She's the commissioner. By the end, it's fine, and nobody fix it, but it's just magically exactly how it was in the beginning of the season. Bruce Wayne, he tries to commit suicide after he broke down because he killed the Joker. He leaves Gotham. He tries to commit suicide. Donna saves him and he comes back to Gotham and nobody tells you why. He's just back. Everything's all, you know, with a bow on top. Okay. Gar finally turns into something else, right? Beast Boy? We finally, after three seasons, get to see him turn into something else. And it's Bat. Get it? Because Batman and, you know, 
Raven has this really weird line about how the bats love Nightwing. Okay. All right. Crane has the most powerful, besides his poison, powerful weapon of all. He has everyone's identities. Everyone's. He actually took over that Oracle program. He knew everything about everyone, not to mention he has actual access to the back computer and could have brought down every single person, every single Titan, every single rogues gallery, the entirety of the Wayne Enterprises. But no, he just forgets that he has that because actually before that was a big deal through the first half of the season. But at the end, they're just nope. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So at one point during the first half of the season, we see that the city's water is poisoned. They just forgot about that. They literally forgot about that entire subplot. That was the entire reason that Gotham was no man's land to the rest of the world. Basically shut off to the rest of the world. And now it just doesn't matter. They never, ever talk about it again. The whole city has poisoned water, but it's it does it's okay. All right. So I talked about Jason Todd. He killed Hog brutally, manipulated, no redemption. Um, he's not in jail. Nobody has any reason to or want to throw him in jail. Because it's funny because his password's 42069. Oh my god. All right. All right, I guess so. Um, does anyone know if Dick is a dad or is that Nightstar? Like this kid calls him daddy in a super, super Pennywise fashion and so fucking cute. And then they never talk about it again. He never says anything to anybody about the visions he's seen. Okay. Then to add insult to injury, the main villain of the entire season, right? Scarecrow is taken out. By a once dead teenager, a fanboy teenager, with no formal training, except for YouTube. Don't forget YouTube. When Superboy, they could have been like, hey, Superboy, Crane's in the Batcave. Can you take care of that? Season over. I just fixed it for you. But you let the teenager knock him out. Okay. All right. Not to mention, they leave Gotham, right? And they leave Barbara with zero pre- Daryl police just just road trip. All right. I guess it's probably just best to forget the events of season three. God knows the writers will. I could not. I can't. It's bad. It is nonsensical. It don't waste your time. Holy shit. All right. I will see you guys in the next one. Bye bye.